Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and the non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me. We're just, you know, you know what we're doing out here, just living, just learning about investment banking, doing our best to understand this stuff. And we are knee deep right now, knee deep right now in an advanced technical topic mergers and acquisitions. And we've talked about all these things, deferred tax liabilities, assets, etc. Today is no different. We're going to continue that trend and talk about something we've talked about in the past, but not nearly at this level of detail. So let's go ahead and get into it. Today's question is this. Explain the complete goodwill formula. Explain the complete goodwill formula. Now we know the concept of goodwill, right? It's important to merger and acquisition transactions. Now, in principle, goodwill is what? It's an intangible asset that accounts for the amount paid in a transaction above the quote-unquote fair value of the net tangible assets of the company. That is, how much money was paid above what the fair value is of what's on the books? And remember, we're talking about the fair value, not the book value. So we have this simple definition for a goodwill. And if we want to break this down into a formula, the most simple answer you could give in an interview is just goodwill is equal to the purchase price minus the fair value of net tangible assets. I mean, you could just end it right there. And, you know, maybe the interviewer will move on. Maybe they'll dig deeper. But that's really like the simple answer. If you want to zoom out and take a super big picture view of it. So it's pretty simple, right? Well, just like the equation for enterprise value, there's a short version and there's a long version. That was the short version of the Goodwill formula. But now that we understand the concept of write-ups, write-downs, deferred tax assets, and deferred tax liabilities, guess what? We can now expand this formula to something more explicit and concrete. So here it goes. Goodwill is equal to the equity purchase price minus shareholders' equity plus existing goodwill minus asset write-ups minus existing deferred tax liabilities plus write-downs of existing deferred tax assets plus newly created deferred tax liabilities. I'll go ahead and repeat that. It's a long formula. Goodwill equals equity purchase price minus shareholders' equity, plus existing goodwill, minus asset write-ups, 
minus existing deferred tax liabilities plus write-downs of existing deferred tax assets plus newly created deferred tax liabilities. Okay, that was super long. There's a lot of components there, but you know what? We're going to break this down for you. I'm not just going to give you the formula and they say, okay, end of the episode, moving on. No, we need to actually understand what this means and why does this equation make sense? So let's go ahead and start term by term. First, we start with the equity purchase price. Now, this is similar to the short form of the equation, right? We're beginning with what we're paying for the company and then we're making subsequent adjustments. So equity purchase price is pretty straightforward. We're basically taking that as our base number and then adjusting it for a lot of different things. So now we are going to subtract the shareholders equity of the target company. Now, why would we do this? We do this because remember, we're trying to figure out how much we're paying above the net tangible assets of the company. And so the shareholder's equity of the target company, remember, it's getting wiped out. So we need to subtract that from our equity purchase price. So that's that term. Now we add in the existing goodwill of the target company. Now this helps us account for and what I think of as essentially baking in what the goodwill of the company was when it bought other companies in the past. Because if you buy a company that in the past has already bought another company, it's going to have some existing goodwill on its balance sheet. And so we need to account for that. Once it's included in whatever the new goodwill number is on the target company's balance sheet, it gets written down to zero and basically wiped out because it's now been absorbed by the new goodwill. So that's how I think about this term of adding an existing goodwill. You're basically absorbing it into the new entity, the new company. Okay, now at this point in the equation, what we're gonna do is subtract our asset write-ups. Why would we do this? Well, when we write up an asset, what are we saying? We're saying that an asset is worth more than what was historically on the books. And what this does is it increases the level of assets of the company, right? Assets are going from one value, say 100 million, up to something else, say 200 million. So why do we subtract that? Well, we're subtracting it from the new goodwill equation because less goodwill is now needed to quote unquote plug the hole here in an accounting sense. Because remember that goodwill itself is an asset on the balance sheet, right? So we need less of that type of asset if we have asset write-ups, you know, an increase in assets in another form. So that's why we then subtract asset write-ups from the goodwill equation. We're also going to subtract the existing deferred tax liabilities of the target company. And this is done because we normally assume that all of this gets written down to zero. It kind of gets wiped out in the process. But let's think about it from the perspective of the acquiring company. If we're buying a company that has existing deferred tax liabilities, do those mean anything when we purchase the company? I mean, not really. Remember that the old equity is being wiped out. So we do need to account, though, for newly created deferred tax liabilities that happen because of the transaction itself. But we're going to account for those in a moment. But for now, if the company has existing deferred tax liabilities, we're just going to subtract that. All right. Now we add in write downs of existing deferred tax assets. And we'll cover the nature of this in a future episode. But 
what we're essentially doing is adding the write downs just like we're subtracting the write ups. It's kind of like the opposite thing here. And then the final step is to add newly created deferred tax liabilities. And we know this from previous episodes that when write ups occur, we have to account for this in the transaction by creating what's called a deferred tax liability. And then we add that amount to the goodwill. So newly created deferred tax liabilities in a way it replaces the old deferred tax liabilities from the corporation before it was acquired. So there you have it. That's the equation. And just to recap, goodwill is equal to your equity purchase price minus shareholders equity plus existing goodwill minus asset write-ups minus existing deferred tax liabilities plus write-downs of existing deferred tax assets plus newly created deferred tax liabilities. And that will get you the full formula for Goodwill. Whew. <laughs> that was a lot for me. I, I don't know if it was a lot for you, but you know, I had to go through that a few times before even turning on the mic here because I just wanted to make sure that I understood it and expressed it with clarity and precision because this is a precise concept. Now it's a lot of steps, but it is a more complete and advanced picture of how the components of Goodwill actually work in an M&A transaction. So now you don't have to just understand purchase price minus the net tangible uh, assets, fair value of, of net tangible assets. You can go deeper now because you understand all these different nuances. So hopefully that's helpful to you. We'll dig into one of these variables in a little bit more depth here in the next episode. But for now, that's what I got for you. Alex Mason with Investment Banking Insights. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>